Bing. Three. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Pin 12 podcast, a show discussing the greatest. Uh, fuck. Sorry. Three, two. <laughs> I, my mind's not all uh, on. Are you thinking in Spanish? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, three, two, one. All right. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Pin 12 podcast, a show discussing the most decorated conference in college wrestling, the Big 12 conference. I'm your host, Lee Cawthorn, joined by my co-host here, Sam Phillips. Sam, what's going on? Well, Lee, I got a little bit of egg on my face because Sunday morning after Iowa State and Pitt went to Criteria, I tweeted out that Iowa State had the most exciting duels in college wrestling, and I think Missouri and Oklahoma State took that personally. Apparently, you know, they ended up having a really good one there on Sunday. So it was a, it was a fun weekend to be a poke. I, I imagine it was probably a pretty stressful weekend to be a Cyclone fan. Um, uh, but overall, a great weekend to be a Big 12 wrestling fan. A lot of really good results for the conference and um, a lot of really interesting things happened. There's a lot of great wrestling for sure from oh, yeah, top Wyoming. To yeah, Wyoming kept it close with uh, Northern Colorado, which we kind of didn't expect. And um yeah, of course, you ended it with uh, Oklahoma State knocking off Missouri and uh, giving a tie for first place to South Dakota State and, and Iowa State there alone at the top right now. Yeah, that's uh, we were just talking before this, Lee. There is potential for there to be a five-way tie for first place in the Big 12 one week from today. <laughs> Which we'll talk about it. And then uh, I think the day after, we, uh, we'll find out uh, if there is a... Uh, um, going to be you know with iowa state missouri wrestling we'll find out what happens there so um it's definitely uh gearing up to be a great team race here at the end of the season with uh all these teams involved you know with the the five top top teams in the conference with north dakota state performing well um and then of course there's everybody's looking for to knock somebody off right northern iowa's looking to knock off iowa state um uh, Oklahoma is going to be looking to knock off Oklahoma state. It's uh it's definitely an interesting season this year. I'm glad we started this podcast when we did. It seems that timing might be on our side. Yeah. We, I think we caught a rising tide <laughs> for sure. And we definitely, we definitely are excited about the future of the big 12 and wrestling. And I think that uh, um, we've got a good thing going here. So um, where, where do you want to start? Uh, let's just go Friday. West Virginia wrestled their tails off against, uh, number three, number three ranked Iowa State dual team. So they started off this thing with three wins. The Killian Cardinal, of course, you expect him to get the win over Caleb Feasley. And then David Rhodes got just his second win of the season over Zach Redding, who, I mean, he Redding looked very good against Mickey Phillippe on Saturday, and David Rhodes kind of took it to him in that matchup. And then, of course, you had Jordan Titus winning by major decision over Casey Swiderski. I think that major decision is a little bit deceiving because Swiderski was down by one and tried to go with a hip toss to get the winning takedown and ended up mm. giving up a six point move in riding time. So yeah. I think that match is closer than that score indicates, but still a solid win for Jordan Titus. Nevertheless, for sure. Kind of have to go back and say, you know, killing Cardinal only winning three to two over Feasley is a, a little bit of a strange decision for him. Cardinal has been cutting it kind of close this year. He's, he, he's, been tough he's he's looked good but he also hasn't been separating his scores at all yeah he's undefeated but he's certainly not making him put himself in the hodge conversation uh, no. which hey you know just for for he probably wasn't in it anyway and just at, at this point just win i think that's probably his mentality yep exactly win and stay healthy and i think that's 
enough for him. Killian Carnell, of course, looking to finish out on the podium again for his senior season. Panero yeah. Johnson did right the ship's ship there for the Cyclones. Uh, let's see some other big matches in this one. David Carr really dominated his matchup with Peyton Hall. It looked like he would be able to score bonus points and then kind of put the brakes on. Uh, Scott Joel had a beautiful double overhook throw to get a six-point move on Julian Broderson and win that match. And then at heavyweight, Sam Schuyler took out Michael Wolfgram 4-2. to two. So Sam Schuyler had a really strong weekend with also the incredible win over Dean Pitzer in that pit duel. For sure. Yeah, that's uh Sam Skyler definitely played hero this weekend, um, which is is great for him. And he seems to be coming along here at the end of the year, which is uh when you want to be coming along, right? So um yeah. pretty pretty decent perform. I know that uh you know you had mentioned that uh, West Virginia was able to keep it close with Iowa State and, and you definitely saw a good performance from the lower weights there, but um starting to kind of expect that from Iowa State where um, those that 125 to 141 is a bit of a um, mixed bag uh, week in and week out. Whether Redding or Swiderski uh, perform well is is a bit hit or miss. But uh, um, overall, it is good for Iowa State to go on the road and, and pick up that win against the Mountaineers. It's uh, um, I think I saw West Virginia had their biggest crowd uh, or their fourth biggest crowd ever Third for biggest, this matchup. Yep. Third yep. biggest. So that I mean, I think that just speaks to what West Virginia is building out there. And then I, you know, I know you've talked about before how Oklahoma, when the Oklahoma state goes to gyms and they're, you know, they've got the prestige and they're always almost always a top five team. They're going to pack that gym to go see the Oklahoma state Cowboys. I think you're seeing some of that with Iowa state having that number three next to their name right now. Yeah. Well, and some great talent in, uh, um, Pinero, uh, David Carr, um, Marcus Coleman and younger Bastida, right? Like those four guys are yeah. draws and, and yeah. it's, it's awesome to have that for your program. And, um, it definitely helps build a brand. That's, uh, and that's really what we're all trying to do, um, at this rate. So, uh, pretty cool, Pr- pretty cool that, uh, West Virginia is setting records and, um, they're doing it against Iowa state, uh, quite yeah, frankly, for sure. So, um, that's, that's big, that's big for the conference and it's big for both of those programs. Um, Cal Baptist, uh, took, took it to you and I, uh, they, they went on the road there. They're, um, getting, probably getting pr- pretty familiar with the, uh, airports in big 12 country. <laughs> yeah, I bet they are. I hear Cedar Falls Municipal is a good one. I have not been yet, but mm-hmm. someday maybe I'll have to check it out. Uh, yeah, Cal Baptist kind of got knocked back to earth with this one after the getting their first big 12 dual win recently. They lose this one 44-0. Featured matchup 165. Yant of you and I takes out Frank Almaguer six to three. Yeah, yeah. It definitely um wasn't the best outing for uh Cal Baptists. They set Eli Griffin at 125, so that probably played into it a little bit. Uh I think you you have to like him there against Goldhofer. Um, but, uh, you know, Hey, if they needed, if he needed some time, then that's, is what it is. Uh, that's a pretty rough performance though for Cal, Cal Baptist. I think they bounced back. All right. Which I think we'll get to here in a, here in a bit. Yeah. Uh, I also want to talk about Missouri taking nine matches against a tough Oklahoma team who, you know, after they didn't win either of those duels last weekend in Iowa, but they had some good performances and, 33 to three against Missouri. That is not what you expect out of Oklahoma at this time of the year. 
No, no, it is not. Uh, they typically get better around this time, and um, you didn't get good performance out performances out of uh, um, some of their um, up and coming wrestlers. Tate Piccolo. Um, granted, it's a tough matchup with Peyton Mako, um, but you, you just didn't get a good performance out of him. Um, you didn't necessarily get a good performance out of um, uh, uh, Keegan Moore or, or Carson Berryhill either. And again, the opponents are tough, but you know, at a at a point, they're looking like we can look at two eighty five and say Josh Josh Heinzelman wrestled a good match against Zach Emo, right? Like mm-hmm. we can say that he did, but uh, you expect some of these guys to start stepping up, and um, it's it's interesting that OU isn't getting that. Um, now you know a couple of the guys that got big wins in Iowa are redshirting, um, so yep. that plays into it. But and Moshe Schwartz did continue his hot streak with that six one win over Allen Hart, so that you know really solidifies him in my mind as an All American contender for sure. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's having a a really great run here uh, in the second half of the season. And then on the flip side of that, Missouri, just an absolutely dominating performance from Noah Certain. Incredible. Major Keegan O'Toole getting the fall, Peyton Mako getting the major Rocky Elam getting the major. It was uh, um, all tigers really. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. A really impressive performance out of them. And then Lee, tell us about battle at the ballpark. Yeah. Bat at the ballpark was a really great uh, uh, event. Quite frankly, um, it, the attendance was light. There's some things that the organizers of the bout at the ballpark need to do better. Um, they need to stop putting it on weekends where Texas high school wrestlers are preparing for the state tournament. Um, like, what are you doing? You know, like check the schedule, please. One oh one. But because uh, that's who you know, Seth Duckworth put it out there that um, Texas has super high participation rates in wrestling. Uh, it's in Arlington. It's a cool venue. Um, you know, it, it's going to be a good event when they mature this thing. Um, so I, I'm enjoying going. I enjoyed getting to talk to some of the people that I've um, I haven't seen since last March. Right. So it's been it was it was a cool event for me. And then I only had to drive an hour uh, to yeah. get over to Arlington. So I'm I'm biased. But then on top of that, um, it was kind of a win or lose. I'm going to have a good time situation. Uh, but, uh, it turns out that, uh, it was a, it was a great time because, uh, it got a great performance out of the pokes. Um, you know, it started at uh, 141 pounds with, uh, Carter there getting his, uh, big win over. Well, I guess that's the story of it. It wasn't that big of a win. It's, it's a good win. Uh, Carter, uh, definitely has performed really well, but it, uh, he took on the backup there for Michigan, and that and that was really the tell of, of the duel. Uh, Michigan was out of three starters with at one forty one, one forty nine, and uh, one sixty five. So um, kind of a bummer there that uh, we didn't get to see um, those guys. A uh, little bit of a um, I've got some thoughts on that for uh, <laughs> uh, that that I'm going to keep to myself <laughs> because I don't think it would win me any uh, friends or listeners, but, uh, um, you know, it was definitely, uh, uh, disappointing there, but Carter Young took care of business against Nolan. Um, Voinovich took care of business against Fidel Mayora. Uh, so, you know, you had those two guys, uh, I would have loved to have seen Voinovich and Lamer. Um, I think that's a good measuring stick for both of those guys. They're both redshirt freshmen. Uh, they're pretty evenly matched. They're evenly ranked. Uh, 
Voinovich, of course, was the higher ranked recruit, but Lamer was right there as well. I think he was top 40. Um, so, you know, there's a, um, that would have been a great matchup for both of those guys to kind of see where they are uh, for somebody that they're going to have to compete with for the next four years. But we didn't get that. We got Fidel Mayora. Uh, Caden Gefeller lost in tiebreakers to three seconds of riding time to Will Luan. Um, and that's kind of becoming the story of Caden Gefeller's season right now. Uh, he's he's kind of losing the, the close ones. Um, curious to see how he responds to that uh, when he gets second opportunities. Um, 165 pounds. Wyatt Sheets got to take on uh, um, oh. Uh, Kelly Ripa's son. Ke- yeah, Kelly Ripa's son, Joaquin. We got to have her on the podcast. Yeah, we should invite her to talk about a little Michigan wrestling, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, um, Wyatt definitely took the opportunity to wrestle a um, unranked guy and uh, picked up a tech fall. And from there, it was kind of like a, okay, how, how, how much can they separate, right? Yeah. Um, Dustin Plot got the major uh, over Max Mailer. Um, Travis Whitlake lost to Matt Feinsilver in a close two to nothing decision. I think with both G Feller and Whitlake, they both had a lot of opportunities to score more, but just couldn't, couldn't get it done. Um, uh, Luke Serber got the win over Ryland Rogers, the hotshot recruit for, uh, Michigan at 197 pounds that they're redshirting this year. Um, fun, fun little trivia there. Cousin of, uh, Chandler Rogers, uh, so, um, little pack got the cowboy connect. Yeah, little connection there. Uh, Connor Doucette lost five to three to Mason Paris. Got a takedown on Mason Paris. So, what are we going to see, Connor Doucette? You know, like he can do it, right? If you can take down Mason Paris, you could take down almost every other heavyweight in the country, right? Yeah. Um, so let's open it up. Let's start scoring some points, right? Um, yeah. And got- I, I know it's easy to say like a lot of these he- heavyweight matches, it, I'm always hesitant to draw conclusions from close results because that seems like it's the nature of heavyweight, but Mason Paris does not have close results. His only no. two matches this year that were that close were against Greg Kirkley and Andrew Davidson of Northwestern. So two other top five guys. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's definitely uh, encouraging. I mean, you've got to look at Doucette and say, you know, where where was the where'd this come from? And Ducet's having a great season and he looks athletic. He looks the part. He he moves well. He's you know, he's he's got it. He's got the ability to do it. Um, we just need to see him actually go out and, and start doing it. Um, I have I have faith that he's going to. Uh, we'll we'll kind of just have to keep waiting and start watching, not waiting and seeing, but watching him to see when he gets that. Uh Reese Whitcraft made his debut at a hundred and 25 pounds. He um, lost to Jack Medley. He got pinned in sudden victory. Um, so that's kind of a tough result. First time out. He definitely uh, doesn't have his lungs yet. He was definitely feeling it there in the third period. I think he cramped up at one point, um, but to take it to sudden victory and he went for it. Uh, Reese Wheatcraft, that's been his career. He's always been that guy that just, he's looking for upper body and he's looking to make a throw and uh, get the crowd on their feet. Right. And then it ended with Dayton Fix taking on Dylan Raggison, and uh, Dayton picks up the first period p- fall. Just very methodical. Um, got his signature takedown, down um, and then worked that leg turk and just 
punished uh, Ragason until he turned <laughs> yeah, him talk over. about putting the crowd on their feet. I mean, a pin to end it. And uh, Dean Fix hasn't had that many pins this year, has he? No, he hasn't. And I, you know, I've been saying I think there's a reason uh, for that. You know, I, I feel I felt like he was working on something for a while, but um, now it seems like he's trying to get pins, and it's they're coming a little bit difficult. So to see him do that against the, uh, uh, I, Ragason was number ten or twelve. He was up there, yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, guy who you know I think took Roma Bravo Young to uh, the the wire there. I think it might have been four two yeah. at the end. So um, you know, Ragason's tough. Yeah, he doesn't just get pinned by anybody. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty impressive result for Dayton, I think. Um, and for him to knock it out of the park and put a cap on a good pokes win against the number six team in the country. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it's it's weird to say, you know, that those are huge wins. It's a it's an encouraging win um, because normally I mean, that's kind of the standard, right? You you're, you expect to win those, um, but uh, that's not where the program is right now. And it it is really nice to go say like it, I don't I don't think many people had that pencil as a win at the beginning of the season for Oklahoma State for sure. Yeah, or even two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So good win for the Pokes. Uh, Good to take out a Big Ten team. We need to go back and look and see what the Big 12's record against the the Big Ten is. But, I mean, you and I over Ohio State, uh, Oklahoma State over Michigan, um, North Dakota State over Nebraska, right? Like, yeah. it's, it's it's probably pretty good if I was uh, off the top of my head. But we'll go look at the official results. Yeah, I know Iowa State's dragging that down with the Iowa and Penn State duels, but I think – It's Iowa and Penn State. I think <laughs> yeah, okay. those teams aren't losing to – anybody i guess except for each other other right now yeah it's uh they're they're in an interesting spot advantageous for sure we'll see how they do we'll see how iowa does next year i think is really the question there and then um yeah it's definitely something to keep an eye on Uh, also on friday night we had north dakota state they had a really good performance against air force winning that duel 32 to 10 uh owens fippen and hendrickson got the wins for air force and North Dakota State got the rest, including a few pin, three pins, and then a couple other major decisions for bonus point wins to get them up to that high number of 32 in that dual meet against an Air Force team that's been pretty salty this year. Yeah, Air Force has been really solid. That's a big win for North Dakota State to be able to pick up a, a pretty dominating win. North Dakota State's qu- quietly been just very, very good in their uh, in their year. And we've talked about it a little bit. Um, they've been a great, they're a great team. Like individually, yeah. they're all kind of, I, I don't know if they have one podium finisher really Cal, uh, Caliendo, right? Yeah. I think um, Caliendo will make some noise or, or frantic. Um, but other than that, you know, it's, it's kind of a, I don't know. They're it, just it's, solid. It's, yeah. They're just solid team. Just talked about them. Well coached. Um, they execute and they and they take duels really seriously, and uh, it's refreshing in this uh, in this time of college wrestling in this era. Yeah, and then I want to talk about Wyoming bouncing back. They won eight of ten matches against Utah Valley after I know they had that disappointing performance against Cal Baptist. So uh, match that stuck out to me. Jory Volk kept things rolling with a major decision over Case Mauger at 125, and then Joe Greenwood. Got the 7-6 victory over Ty Smith at 141. Ty Smith, of course, had that win over Clay Carlson a couple weeks ago. So Joe Greenwood doesn't he, – he's really – I don't know what to make of his resume, I guess. 
I think he's a <laughs> yeah. national qualifier guy. I think he could win a match or two at the NCAA tournament. Um, yeah. And I guess that result points to that. Yeah, he definitely has some... He has a he has one or two head scratchers, but for the most part, he's been solid. You know, he's he's got uh, several good wins. Um, his losses aren't terrible. Um, mm-hmm. Greenwood definitely... Well, he should help get an allocation for the Big Twelve at least, and then if he finishes, hopefully we get six or seven allocations at 141 pounds, and um, he gets one of them, right? Yeah. Uh, but Wyoming, you know, look, Wyoming's not going to be down long. It's uh, um, we've talked about it that ad nauseum, and it's good to see them get that win over Utah Valley. Utah Valley, you know, is the same way. They're kind of rebuilding and haven't been the best team, but um, they have some talent there with. You know, at, at 141, at 197, um, they have some good wrestlers. So it, it's it, they'll they'll get back to being, um, you know, better for sure. Yeah, Northern Colorado walked away from Greeley. Nor- no, I'm oh gosh, <laughs> North Dakota State walked away from Greeley, Colorado, with a win over UNC and the Bears. Uh, let's see, big ones there. Andrew Alirez keeps on the bonus point train. With a major decision over Dylan Dragomiller. Jared Franick got the win over Vince Zerbin. And then Caliendo got a tech fall that those bonus points really made it comfortable for the Bison over the Bears. Looking at Andrew Lirez's record, I think he may have bonus points against every round of 12 wrestler that he that that competes. Yeah, in the tournament this year, like because yeah, he is insane. He, he's dominating really good wrestlers, right? Like from Greenwood to um, uh, Carlson to Drogamuller to Carter Young, Carter Young. you know. Um, and he is he is who's kept it close, right? Carlson, yeah, I guess. But it was Alan Hart had a four point match with him, but I okay. don't think I don't know if Hart got a takedown in that one. Right. I, I don't think I'm pretty sure Lears hasn't been taken down uh, since uh, the scuffle. I'm pretty confident in that. Uh, maybe even after, maybe even before that um, he's, he has given up very few takedowns this year. Yeah. Super impressive for Andrew yeah. Lears out for well, out there for Northern Colorado. And look, that kind of makes uh, we'll, we'll skip, you know, you and I real quick, but that kind of makes the Northern Colorado at Wyoming. Um uh, result a little bit surprising because um northern colorado has been looking really good they've been looking really really good they've uh taken you know they took north dakota state to the wire they've um they've been solid and then wyoming they, they go up to laramie and um uh, they win 1916 right they had to kind of lean on some uh bonus points there from of course alirez and um uh let's see uh uh, heavyweight Xavier Doolin, I think, is the one that got it done. He, he yeah, pinned. he had the the old school like '80s leg ride guillotine for the yeah. pin there on the edge of the mat, right? And uh, otherwise, you know, we're looking at going to criteria. I don't know how it would have worked out had it done that, but uh, um, huge win for Yuri Volk over Steve Opulin. Yeah, at 125, there, I'm really excited for 125 at the Big 12 tournament. Yeah, it's wide open, really, because the the two of the top guys are out. You're looking at Cardinals been close, yep. um, he, which in tournaments is tough. Yeah, Cardinal just really seems like he's playing with fire with those close matches. Yeah, and you've got some wild cards as well with Reese Craft and whoever Iowa State since. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, for sure. And then so yeah, the young guys like Poulin, Jory Volk, Eli Griffin, guys like that that we've talked about. Joey Prada is sitting out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely gonna be a fascinating uh tournament for sure. Um you and I in West Virginia. Uh we we skipped that one, but uh um Kale Happel kind of coming back from that Carter Young loss uh with uh vengeance, isn't he? Yeah, no kidding. He went out there in major Jordan Titus. 13 to four in that one for Happel. 165 was interesting here. Peyton Hall and Austin Yant always have close matches. Hall wins this one again. Five to two was the score this time. Uh, Lance Runyon at 174 got a nice win over Scott Joel, who has impressed me lately. And then at heavyweight, Michael Wolfgram knocked off Tyrell Gordon. So that is a bit of a surprising win for me. I would have picked Gordon going into that, but Wolfgram with the 7 4 victory. And what I think West Virginia is, you know, they lost both those matches, both those duels this weekend, but they put together a pretty solid performance. And I think that's something where they are building momentum for the big 12 tournament. You and I does walk away from that one with a 20 to 12 victory though. Oklahoma hosted Ryder made the trip out from New Jersey and Oklahoma really controlled this meet from start to finish. They got the 24 to 10 victory. Joey Prada starts off. And I mean, you want to talk about someone else who's kind of been playing with fire. Joey Prada has been wrestling a lot of close matches too at 125. Him, him and Killian Cardinal are both guys who seem like in the past, they've been able to score a lot of points, but they're keeping it close to the vest this season. For sure. Um, Ryder, you know, sitting a couple guys out there uh, probably wasn't exactly the, the matchup that Oklahoma was hoping for late in the season, but um, it was still a, Ended up being a tough one. Um, Tate Piccolo definitely had a rough weekend, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Not the follow-up to that Iowa trip that they were looking for there. Um, just, I guess, got to get their head clean for the Big 12 tournament and for the last couple of duels they got coming up. That's what they do. That's what they do. Peak for the Big 12s, right? Absolutely. All right. <laughs> now we got to talk about the duel of the week here. Mizzou and Oklahoma State. Yeah, um, definitely. Um Another fun one for the Cowboys, right? Um, you had Michigan there, number six, but I think we all figured, you know, Michigan's missing a couple guys. I think Oklahoma State has a good chance to separate from that one. But Missouri, um, you know, look, Missouri's beaten Oklahoma State eight times ever. <laughs> and so, but but it, it was also looking like there was an opportunity for them to start putting together a little streak here. Um, well, especially with the way so they wrestled good. on Friday. Yeah. Well, they dominated Oklahoma. I mean, and they've been rest. They've had some time off. They've been resting. Um, they had a full lineup. I think this was the first time they wrestled a full lineup in, uh, uh all year. Maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe against Arizona state they did. Um, but still, I mean, just, a um, really expected Missouri. I mean, I know I picked the pokes 16 to 15 there, but in my, you know, I decided to Homer pick it on this podcast <laughs> for a change. And, um, at the, at the end of the day, I figured that, uh, uh, Missouri would probably get one that, uh, I wasn't expecting. And they did, they got Mako over plot, yep. um, which honestly was a surprise. Cause we've seen that a couple of times, as we discussed, uh, plot was starting to separate and then, um, uh, you know, like I was like, okay, well, wait, that's the one. But then Carter Young beats Alan Hart, right? Um, uh, Caden Gefeller beats Jared Jake Hughes. 
Um, uh, so, and then, and then of course the big upset of the match was Luke Serber picked up the win over number one, Rocky Elam. Yeah. And so first I just want to go back to that Peyton Mako takedown that put him, I think ahead at the beginning of that match off of plot shot where he cartwheels out of it. That was insane. If you have not mm-hmm. seen that yet, uh, I'm sure it's on Missouri wrestling's uh, social media to go find that highlight. That was one of the takedowns of the year, in my opinion. But yeah, then you have Luke Serber out scrambling Rocky Elam. They, that's basically what did it for him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and look, there was, there was some controversy from some of the national uh, talking heads out there about the first two matches, 141 and 149, and there were only two two shots taken. Um, but you, you look at those matches at 149 aside, for, uh, Voinovich and uh, Mahler was pretty close. Uh, Mahler did what Mahler does. Voinovich is aggressive. He is taking the shots. He just, against experienced wrestler, he's, he's been struggling to score. And Mahler outscrambled him and got the take down and then put it on ice, right? Um, but in 141, there wasn't. There were six total shots in that match, um, but the scrambling in that one was just great. Like Constant. there were some exciting one minute, one and a half minute scrambles in that one that uh, Carter Young came out on top of against Alan Hart, and then um, he put it on ice. Like he was able to ride him hard for the last, mm-hmm. uh, really for the whole third period, right? And then. Hart got that reversal at the end to make it four to two, but uh, um, really well wrestled match for, for both wrestlers. Uh, Carter Young came out on top in that one. Yeah. And I think that's where those scram- like long extended scrambles are where the shot count and the scoreboard aren't indicative of how action packed a match actually was because those scrambles are way more interesting than a guy just shooting in on a shot and it getting stalemated in five seconds in front headlock. For sure, for sure. But that doesn't show up on a stat sheet, and then I don't know. It is what it is. Um, ultimately, you know, pretty. Uh, I guess you got the one forty one upset, the one seventy four upset. Um, I guess you could call Gefeller over Jake Hughes an upset, although I think that was a pretty evenly matched. Yeah, uh, I'd, I'd call it a toss up. Yeah, um, and then of course the one ninety seven uh, upset. Um, but uh, going into heavyweight, uh, Elam was certainly the favorite, and he uh, was able to keep Connor Doucette off of his legs. There wasn't a ton of action in that one, as you know, as we discussed earlier. Heavyweight bouts tend to be, but uh, then you got Reese Whitcraft and uh, uh, Noah Certain, and that was a really close one <laughs> with Whitcraft again, yeah. just kind of going for it, got taken down, but it was tied up. Um, Dayton Fix had to win. They came down that Dayton Fix had to score nine points to win on criteria. Um, so he had to get the major decision. So I guess the pokes were down by four. Uh, he had to get the major decision and he had to score nine points. And uh, uh, Dayton goes out there and uh, scores 11 points, right? Yeah. He uh, wins, by, looks so good. wins by 11. Yeah. I think uh, towards the end of that, 125 pound match you saw reese whitcraft uh, when he a takedown would have won that for him and i think it was on the edge of the mat he kind of threw something kind of wild out there and i was like man i think he does not realize that dayton fix is going to take care of this thing because Mm -hmm. if he he goes out there and gives up you know a takedown in two in two near fall that makes it dayton fix needs a tech fall basically to win and but then again, Dayton fixed that first period. It just in second period, it almost looked like it didn't matter what the number was. He was going to go get it. 
Yeah, for sure. It, it probably would have been nice to 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 turn over Brown and um, and you know put him on his back and, and just finish it early, like the walk off pin again yep. would have been. Um, but you know, uh, Dayton takes care of business. I, I mean, to have a guy as smart as that on the mat and as you, you just rely on him, right. That's a luxury that doesn't come along, along very often. Uh, who has that right. Mm-hmm. Um, Iowa state with David Carr, maybe, um, uh, you know, Wyatt Sheets, his whole job uh, against Keegan O'Toole was to not get pinned. Uh, Keegan definitely is that guy. Um, uh, but really there aren't that many of them out there. Um, so Dayton fix is a special wrestler and uh, yeah, he doesn't have a national title yet. Uh, but you know, that's the thing yet, right? <laughs> like he's had yeah. three really rough opponents there uh, who were also great in their own right. And um, it's just a matter of time with him. I, I'd, I'd love to see it this year against RBY. We'll see. We um, do need to go back to Iowa State real quick. I forgot to cover that Pittsburgh duel. Glossed right over that. That was all. That one also went to uh, criteria there, and it, you know, it came out there. Pitt is wrestling really well right now. Yeah. I, I had written them off after that loss to West Virginia with just the way that West Virginia completely dominated them in that dual meet. But Pitt came back last week and knocked off a top ten Virginia Tech team, and then they were ready for this one Lee it was a really cool atmosphere uh with the mat lamp full house in the field house out there and you know a knowledgeable fan base it sounded like in Pennsylvania just with what you could hear on the broadcast so this one started at 125 Caleb Feasley does his job against a ranked opponent actually gets the match to sudden victory gets in on a shot and then gives up the reshot takedown Zach Redding and Mickey Phillippe at 133. This was a complete 180 from the Zach Redding that we saw against West Virginia. He got two takedowns in this match and ended up losing it on six-tenths of a second of riding time. The ACC Network broadcast clearly showed that he was out before riding time hit a minute. And the refs, I don't know if they couldn't see the clock or if that's not a reviewable call or what, but it they refused to change the call and that stopped that match from going to sudden victory. Casey Swiderski got two third period takedowns on Cole Matthews, but then lost that one on six seconds of riding time. So that's where you get into, you know, Swiderski definitely struggling on bottom right now. That issue continues to be there, but that third period was days ahead of where he has been in some of these more recent matches at 149. Panero Johnson went out there and got the win over Tyler Badgett. Jason Kreiser gets a fun win over, a uh, true freshman that pit threw out there in Jared Keslar. And then David Carr got the 7-3 win over Holden Heller at 165. The Hellers at 165 and 184, they are scrambling machines. So mm. those were some super entertaining matches. Yeah, definitely. A really entertaining tool. And then uh, you had uh, old Sammy Skyler playing the hero there, right? Um Yeah. Yeah, I mean, sure. younger Bastida and Nino Bonacorsi match of the night. Bastida is up by a takedown with short time left and rather than giving up the tiny takedown decides to dive to his back and give up two near fall too. So uh, not the most savvy ending there for Bastida in that matchup, but then yeah, it didn't matter because Sam Skyler goes out there and comes up clutch, gets the takedown with like six seconds left on the freshman phenom Dayton Pitzer there to end the duel. Pretty electric ending uh, with the Cyclones knowing that they just needed to win that match to win on criteria. For sure. And, you know, ultimately the, uh, um, 
Pittsburgh and West Virginia getting better. That's awesome. Like backyard brawl being a thing in wrestling is, uh, is huge. I, I'm, I'm happy to see that West Virginia took it serious and went out there and won. And then yeah. uh, uh, Pittsburgh's responded with some just massive wins and um, performances here. I mean, you know, like, like you said, we weren't necessarily expecting uh, them to, to be as, as good as they were against the Cyclones. Um, yeah. They're, so, uh, they're peaking at the right time. For sure. For sure. I think, um, um, I, I, I think that's going to be an interesting thing to watch, to watch the Western Pennsylvania uh, footprint kind of evolve their college programs, right? Like um, is Edinburgh going to get better? Is Clarion going to get better? Uh, mm-hmm. They're not in the big 12, so I don't, it doesn't really matter, but uh, it's going to help West Virginia is the thing. Like if West Virginia can recruit those guys and, and get them to come down to Morgantown from, from Western PA uh, and then keep kids from West Virginia in West Virginia then um, they're going to, they're going to be a force. Uh, they, they have the potential. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of West Virginia, they take on air force on Friday night, February 10th on ESPN plus at 6 PM. Uh, a couple matches there are going to be good. Sammy Hilagas and Dylan Martinez at 149, 174. You've got Scott Joel and Sam Wolf. And then at heavyweight, you've got Michael Wolfgram and Wyatt Hendrickson. Wolfgram had the big win over Tyrell Gordon. So I think he might be able to make this match interesting. For sure. I think that, uh, I, look, he could. I am never going to pick Wyatt Hendrickson to not pin uh, his opponent. Um, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry. I just I kind of expect that to happen. Uh, I'm really excited about that Joel Wolf matchup. I think that's going to be a real um, uh, interesting match to watch i think they that both wrestlers have really come along this year they're both are performing really well i think they could uh um they score a lot of points right it'll it'll end up being a three to two something like that but uh at the same time they they both like to um uh, go for it um which uh is is, is refreshing to see uh and uh, i think they could uh they're, they're very evenly matched i think um, that could be an interesting quarterfinal matchup in Big 12s or like a you know third or third or fifth place match. Uh oh, Sam, you're muted. We've got a couple big ones on seven o'clock on Flow Wrestling on Friday night. Do you want to talk about these lead that we made picks on or save our picks for the end? Yeah, let's go for it. Uh, let's keep it se- sequential here. So, yeah, Flow Wrestling, uh, Oklahoma State's heading to Brookings to take on the Jackrabbits from South Dakota State. Um, this is going to be a really interesting duel. I think that uh, we'll spare you all going down the line and, and talking about all of them. Um, but just the highlights here, you know, Carter Young, Clay Carlson. Carter Young, over the last three weeks, has been a real – has been a different dude. Um, he's, he's been wrestling really well. He's been picking his positions really well. He's still been aggressive and finishing takedowns, um, which has uh, been awesome to see, you know, uh, he, against Clay Carlson, who's been a bit up and down this season, um, hasn't exactly had the best year of his career. Um, but you know, he's got the head to head over, uh, young he's, uh, looking, he's going to be looking to make a uh, impact here. Uh, I haven't looked at the rankings yet, but I have to imagine young's moved up quite a bit and, they're probably about the same um so you know it, that that could be a really interesting matchup um uh let's see uh caden gefeller and kale swinson uh g has um been up and down a little bit the last few weeks uh 
against really tough competition. Swenson is pretty tough competition. He's Swenson's on a 12 match win streak. Wonderful. Yeah. So he's, he's a guy that, uh, um, definitely, you know, he's been hot. He's been scoring a lot of bonus points. Uh, he's, he's got wins over Jacob Wright or, uh, Vince Zerbin. Um, he's looked good, you know? So I, I think that we could definitely see a, 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 a interesting match there, uh, for sure. And then, um, Dustin plot K DeVos should be a fun one. We'll see how Dustin plot bounces back. Uh, Travis Whitlake K King is, uh, interesting matchup we'll see how whitlake is uh um uh, managing his move up and you know he's he's been really good uh Cade king's been you know pretty he, he's been good too I, I i have trouble with that one I, I i don't know who to pick that one but then the the highlight match is probably uh luke serber and, and tanner cook and uh, luke serber i'm sorry not tanner cook uh um tanner sloan, sloan. can uh uh server make it two big upsets in a row yeah that's going to be a good one for sure at 197 there's another weight class that's just so deep in the conference and then heavyweight should be fun too with connor Doucet and aj nevels to close things out for sure i think they're pretty evenly matched uh you know as we talked about several times heavyweight in the big 12 is um white hendrickson and a bunch of guys who are all pretty from Tyrell Gordon to Zach Elam to Connor Set to to Michael Wolfgram, all these guys are AJ Neville's, they're Sam Schuyler, they're all they could all beat each other on any given night, you know. Yeah. Um, they're all in that 250 pound, you know, heavyweight, lanky, uh, strong, you know. So I, I it's it's definitely uh it's it's an interesting weight class. I, I I'm excited to watch that one too, but I'm always excited to watch Connor Set wrestle. Uh we picked yeah. this one. Um you want to go with yours? Yeah, I had it 20 to 12 pokes. I got Dayton Fix getting a tech fall at 133 and then uh, just a 6-4 split with the rest having no bonus points. So there are definitely some swing matches in there where South Dakota State, you know, in Frost Arena, maybe they turn some of those around and make this a better duel. Yeah, there's a path for South Dakota State to pull the upset for sure. Um, I think that I think that is that, you know, I think the pokes are four and a half point favorites on the uh, betting line this week. So um, not, not necessarily flying under the radar anymore. I, I did 21, 12 to put the pokes. Um, but again, you know, there's definitely a path for the Jackrabbits to, to make that thing, uh, an upset. Um, it wouldn't shock me at all. Yeah. The other big duel of Friday night is in Cedar Falls, Iowa at the McLeod Center. I'm excited. I'm going to be in person for this one. We've got the Iowa State Cyclones taking on the UNI Panthers. And yeah, this is another one where, Lee, I think there's just going to be a bunch of good matches from start to finish. And it, almost every one of these matches, you could see either guy winning. Even, you know, there might be a slight favorite one way or the other, but it wouldn't necessarily shock me to see the other guy win any of these ones. So I think it'll be a good duel me. And I don't know what the spread is on this one, but it's got to be close. I think it's within one match for sure. For sure. I, I think it's going to be really close. I'm really excited about, um, um, Zach Redding and Kyle Biscoglia. I think, you know, Redding coming off of a rough weekend, um, he's going to be looking to bounce back. They're both lanky guys. They're pretty um, evenly met. I mean, I think they've gone to tiebreakers in the past. Yeah. Uh, yep. So, you know, I think that could be a really interesting matchup. Um, I'm excited about Panero Johnson and Colin Realbuto. Um, I think that's a really interesting match. And then, of course, I'm I'm excited about uh, 
184 pounds, Marcus Coleman and, and Parker Kekheisen, frankly, down to the weekend in the, in the conference. Yeah, that's going to be a great one there at 184. And then heavyweight to close things out, you'll have Sam Skyler and Tyrell Gordon. I like Skyler just based on the way he's been wrestling lately. But Gordon is another guy at heavyweight in the Big 12 that's had a incredible, incredibly improved season over last year compared to where they are. I think we will also see a couple of freshmen in this one using up some of their remaining dates. 125, I'm guessing Iowa State will send out Ethan Perryman. He majored Kyle Gallhofer earlier this year. So it seems like it would be smart to use him at that spot. And then at 197, I'm guessing we see Wyatt Volker again. Uh, that two to one loss to Luke Serber looks pretty darn good right now. For sure. For sure. Um, again, Serber got injured early in that one. So, uh, but, but yeah, definitely Volker's a solid wrestler. He's, he's going to be really good uh, guy. We talk about a lot next year for sure. Yeah. And then another, I mean, seven o'clock on Friday night, there's just heaters all across the big 12 because we got Oklahoma at NDSU and that's going to be a really tight duel 141 Moshe Schwartz versus Dylan Dragamiller and then 165 you've got Garrett Ninehouse and Michael Caliendo so those are just a couple of the matches that are going to be really good in that one yeah I'm excited about this Oklahoma North Dakota State matchup I think there are some um, potential for Oklahoma to to go pull that upset too Uh, I think it's gonna be a really interesting matchup for sure Lee, I did um, it again. I quit talking about Iowa State. I just, I don't like talking about my Cyclones. We did not talk, say what our picks were. Okay. Uh, yeah. So um, uh, I've got uh, 16, or, I'm sorry, 18, 15 for the Cyclones. I think that uh, um, uh, 125 and uh, um, I think 125 gets it done. And then I think uh, 197 and uh, um, Panera Johnson, I think they're they're going to be able to get it done for sure. I've got it 18 to 12 Iowa State. I'm going to go with Marcus Coleman to get his first win over Parker Keckeisen. I just like the way Coleman's wrestling right now. Not that Keckeisen is wrestling bad by any means because that dude's got one speed, but I think it's, they're just too, they're both very good. And I think it's too even, much like what we saw with uh, Peyton Mako and Dustin Plot. Yeah. That result's just going to flip if they wrestle enough times. It's just the odds. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And you'd rather it happen now than, uh, uh, at big 12s or nationals right so um well personally know, i for, wouldn't but well right well yeah but, but if you're parker keck eyes yeah yeah right? if, you, sure. if you if you're know, if you can pick it right like you can't yeah. you can't pick it like that but um yeah you get enough feels on a guy you know uh and, and this 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 is uh probably one of you know three last chances for coleman to to knock off keck yeah for sure and then uh we've got you two Utah Valley hosting Northern Colorado on Utah Valley YouTube at 7, 174. Demetrius Romero potentially wrestling his first match since getting upset by Sam Wolf a couple weeks ago. And that would be against Andrew Berryessa, who came up with a big pin for Northern Colorado last weekend to make things interesting. So Berryessa, uh, you know, Greco background and going against a guy like Demetrius Romero could make things interesting. For sure. Yeah. No, that's a, uh... That's an interesting matchup. Uh, Northern Colorado should be able to separate, but um, as they should against Wyoming, they're definitely susceptible to uh, um, close matches uh, for sure. So that that could be an interesting one. Um, looks like Wyoming's heading to Oregon State. So that's uh, that's a little uh, teacher pupil coaching matchup there. Yeah, um, should be a really fun one. I, I'm pumped for that. Uh, 
uh, you already vote uh, Brandon Kaler matchup. I think that's going to be a really interesting um, uh, match. Uh, Kaler's had kind of a rough stretch here towards the end of the year. Um, re- returning all American though. So, um, you know, he, he knows what to do to take care of business and, uh, Volk, you know, th- that's the kind of wins he's looking to get. If he can, um, get onto the podium, then, uh, that's pretty huge for the Cowboys and for that young man. Yeah, definitely. You've also got Joe Greenwood taking on Cleveland Belton. So another chance for Greenwood to, uh, you know, get a quality win and Jacob Wright taking on Isaiah Crasby there at 157. I think Wright will be favored, but uh, he's been a little bit up and down as of late. So it would be good to get that and sort of prove some stability. For sure. Um, uh, Air, we got a Patriotic matchup here on ESPN Plus on uh, on the tw- <laughs> on Sunday at 11 a.m. Yeah, uh, Air, Air Force, Force versus American. American. Yeah. Yeah, out in D.C. I'm looking at 125 there because – American has Maximilian Lee, who I believe leads the country in at least division one in pins. So he'll be taking on a tough Tucker Owens and Lee won this match earlier this year, I think at the Navy open uh, way back in like November. So I interested to see the Hendrickson and Lee, you know, pinfall contest, see how that plays out. Yeah. Yeah. That should be a, that should be a fun one for sure. Uh, you know, air Americans definitely in rebuilding mode. Um, Air Force is turning, so expect them to win the duel. But, uh, yeah, that, that should be a fun matchup for sure. Uh, Iowa State's got an interesting matchup here, a little Big Ten action. They can redeem themselves a little bit here with a matchup against Illinois. Yeah, yeah, it'd be nice to get a win there over Illinois on Sunday at noon in Hilton. That one will be on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, 133, you've got Zach Redding with a big opportunity against Lucas Bird. You've got David Carr taking on Bronigal, who has a win over Peyton Hall earlier this season. And then you've got Younger Bassita taking on the other Bronagle, who has a win over Jacob Warner this season. So there's some fun matches in that one. And should yeah. be a close duel, but probably not as tight as the duel on Friday will be. For sure. It's it's definitely a good opportunity for Zach Redding to get some confidence against the most confident man in college wrestling, uh, Lucas Bird. Um, I don't know how, uh, you know, you could solve a lot of uh, the, uh, you know, young men's issues if you showed them uh, um, Lucas Bird's success off the mat, if uh, if you're catching my drift. So he's 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 a he's an interesting cat that Lucas Bird. Uh, it would be it'd be really cool for uh, Zach Redding, though, to, to get that win. It'd be a fun, a fun one. Yeah. So then also making the trip up to Brookings to take on the Jackrabbits is Oklahoma. And there's going to be some good matchups in that one, Lee. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, OU, um, let's see how they do, right? I mean, um, I know South Dakota State is going to be motivated. They like Sunday afternoon, Frost Arena, that place gets wild, right? Uh, um, uh, I, I I think that uh, Nevels and Heinzelman is a really interesting matchup. I think DeVos and Piccolo is a really interesting matchup. Um, and then you've got Carlson and Schwartz. Uh, of course, Schwartz is going to have to beat Clay Carlson, right? He hasn't wrestled these; he hasn't hit these guys yet. Um, so, you know, would would be interesting to see him beat the the top of the conference, right? Yeah. Um, and then uh, you've got uh, Jordan and Prada here. I think Prada should, you know, it's going to probably be a two to nothing type of deal. Yeah, um, seems like that's but, the that's the going rate these days at yeah. one twenty five. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it could be interesting. I could definitely see Jordan picking up the upset there. Uh, but definitely expect South Dakota State to win that duel. Um, Cal West. Baptist is getting a little bit of a uh, um, 
local-ish matchup with uh, CSU Bakersfield. Yeah, they're staying out west, and you know, uh, they're gonna. I think this will be a good duel with the Lancers and the Roadrunners there. If if Eli Griffin wrestles, that's big. If you know, we haven't seen him in every duel meet, and if Hunter Leak wrestles for California Baptist, those would be super helpful. I think they need those guys to win this meet, but I think they can win this meet if they have those guys. Yeah, that'd probably be a really big win for them um, to be able to knock off the. Um, it, Riverside and Bakersfield are kind of far apart, but they're Southern California, you know. Uh, um, and I'm so sure they look at a lot of the same dudes for recruiting too. For sure, for sure. Um, so yeah, hopefully Cal Baptist can pull that one out, and then you got uh, Stanford on the return trip to Stillwater, uh, taking on um, Oklahoma State. So you know that that'll be a interesting one. There's some interesting matchups here. I'm looking at uh, Voinovich and Abbas is uh probably the match of the duel if i was to pick one uh i think voinovich is is close with these guys right um and i i think that uh getting a matchup with abbas that kind of expected that to happen at um the scuffle but we didn't get to see it so hopefully we get to see it this or obviously we're going to get to see it this time um uh, voinovich is definitely wrestling i'm sure that abbas will too um, I, I think that's going to be an interesting matchup um, we'll see how Voinovich's uh, scrambling ability evolves uh, against Abbas, who's pretty tough in those positions. Yeah, I'm also interested in the G. Feller versus Derricott rematch. You know, Derricott kind of s- stole one there at the Southern Scuffle with that tiebreaker victory. So yeah. uh, you already talked about G. Feller's, you know, struggles in some of those close matches this year. So that's another chance to uh, turn that around. For sure. Um Definitely think I mean, we're going to see Whitcraft against uh, whoever Stanford sends out at 125. If it's Provo or, or somebody else, we'll, that's what we'll see. Um, Sheets Griffith might, it'll probably be close. Um, and Sheets in close matches is he's got an interesting gear right now uh, where he's, he's gotten some confidence. Um, so I don't, I'm not going to pick him to knock off the, you know, 2021 national champion, but yeah. Uh, you know, anything is possible with this with these two guys they're both uh veterans and, yeah, yeah i think griffith just wrestles a lot of close matches i mean he just wrestled a 4-0 match with an naia kid last yeah. weekend so yeah well gonna, it was a close match with the, the backup with chance mclean you know yeah um, yeah exactly that's an interesting one uh for sure it, who knows and then you've got plot aishans here um that's a rematch plot should be able to take care of business against Aishans, um, but uh, you know, same thing. They have to go out and wrestle. So uh, fun. It'll be a fun match, probably. I, I imagine a lot of points get scored in that one. Yeah, Aishan sends it. You know, he's just he's always going. So that that's yeah. really fun when I get and, to watch him wrestle. And that's where Plot excels is on his feet. So um, it's going to be another fun weekend of wrestling. You know, these duels are a little bit unpredictable right now. I, you know, just have trouble putting picks on on paper for them. So. Um, I'm really curious to see how um, all the big 12 teams perform. I think there's some really great opportunities to go pick off wins against teams that they aren't necessarily expected to like, you know, Wyoming and Oregon state or um, OU and uh, North Dakota state or South Dakota state. Right. So uh, there's some, there's fun matchups. I it just, every weekend's a, a wild ride in the big 12 and uh, we'll be back next week to recap it all and um, talk about those things. Talk about the, uh, marquee matchup of the conference season with Iowa State and Missouri. And then um, we'll start picking some other 
duels and, and, and figuring all that stuff out. Thanks everybody for listening. As always, make sure to go follow us at pin 12 pod on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Lee Cawthorn. Sam's at slam Phillips, uh, interact, ask questions. We're happy to uh, answer them and we'll, uh, keep this thing rolling, uh, talking about big 12 wrestling. Thanks for listening.